Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Take this podcast. I'm here talking with uh, Cormac Williams, CEO of UK Ireland, Nokia. How's it going, Cormac? Grand stuff. Good, thanks. So tell us a bit about what Nokia have been doing the past few years. Well, there's been many changes with us over the last few years. I mean, uh, two years ago, Nokia bought Alcatel-Lucent. Together, they've become now about a 26 billion euro organization, over 100,000 people playing everywhere on the planet. But more importantly, what it really does is it brings together one of the world's leading mobile technology companies and fixed access technology companies to offer great end-to-end capability in the networking space. And I guess also because that also includes Bell Labs, which is very known for R&D innovation. It does. Bell Labs was a key part of the Alcatel-Lucent history. And it's now part of the Nokia family under the name of Nokia Bell Labs. Um, it's been a fabulous historical organization for pushing the boundaries on technology and figuring out what happens next. They're now working on a thing they call Future X, which is what's going to happen in many different areas, both in terms of communications, technology, speed, size, power, etc., etc. So, yeah, very exciting times with the new technology and Bell Labs right at the center of it. Because for me, Nokia for years has always been about innovation and pushing boundaries. With Bell Labs, you're, you're still doing that. We are, very much so, and it, it, more so than ever, actually, with the Future X product. But now you put it together with Nokia Technologies, which is also the R&D arm of Nokia itself. You put them together, now you've got a real powerhouse in terms of R&D, looking at new technologies, looking at new technology areas beyond just physical network infrastructure. Very exciting. Because right now, I've seen you've got on, you're wearing a new, new Nokia watch. We are. We bought a company last year in 2016 called Withings. Uh, a lot of people know them in the wearable space. Uh, they do some excellent products in terms of the wearables, but actually, in addition to that, they're also a very strong business in digital e-health capability, yeah. software capability, applications. So apart from the apps between the phone and your watch, actually, in the background, some tremendous uh, e-health technology capability that we're looking to bring now into the new networking arena of IoT, smart cities, and a number of applications going forward. Yeah, you were talking earlier about, you said that earlier, that you're now involved and most things of traffic goes through Nokia devices. I beg your pardon? Most of the internet goes through Nokia devices. Yeah, so from the historical Alcatel-Lucent side of the business, on any given day, you'd expect well in excess of 90% of all internet traffic to go through uh, Nokia IP products uh, on the internet. So we're, we're incredibly dispersed across the world in terms of the, the internet protocol, IP routing capability. Yeah. You couple that now with our optics, our copper and access, fiber, and Nokia's traditional core and RAN networks. Yeah, real powerhouse in networking technology. And I guess also you're also involved big time in IoT as well. We're getting into that now. So clearly we are a clear um, leader in the network provision space. So we build the networks that run IoT. But in addition to that, with the new software capability, former Withings capability, we have and the applications we have. Yeah, we're very much now in the IoT, and a specific example of that would be the smart city world in terms of power helping to drive and power new smart city capability. And I guess also be the case of batteries, how to make it smaller and easier to use. Well, power is always going to be a challenge, whether it be in your watch, be in your phone, be in your iPad, it doesn't really matter what it is. We're all constrained by having charges and things we've got to plug in the wall. Uh, one of the things that Bell Labs have been working very hard on is how do we extend battery life, how do we reduce devices so more importantly they require less power, which isn't just good for us carrying charging cables around, it's also really good for the environment, clearly, yeah. but also if you can start to deliver smaller scale, lower power devices with the IoT world coming, then yeah, battery 
charging battery power should become, if not a thing of the past, certainly less of a, of a pain than it is today. So I guess basically our view is getting more kinetic based, so basically it stores the power and then can we use that again and again. Like if you put a, if you put a device near a railway station or near, near a building where there's going to be lots of friction moving back and forth, that can help power the device. Well, there's a number of different ways. The first one is to make the devices themselves much more low power necessary. Yeah. And therefore you get much better battery life out of it. Yeah. So the watch you were talking about earlier, I'm wearing the Nokia one, the Steel SO as it's called, actually has you know, easily 30 days between recharges for me, depending on how much it gets used. Comfortable. So that's different to what we're used to. But yes, what Bell Labs have been working on is how do you actually develop new ways of generating charging capability? So in particular, they've been focusing on things like kinetic energy. Yeah. So if you have smaller, low-powered devices, you can power those devices through kinetic energy by breaking devices. And then you can use things like wind capability on top of buildings or vibrations in terms of rail lines as automatic power sources. Yeah, and also you guys are involved in Autofast uh, Broadband in Ireland. We're above Luftfast Broadband all over the world, actually. Yeah. We're the world leader in fixed access technology. Um, we're a major player in, in all broadband technologies, be they copper, fiber, cable. Uh, again, through um, homegrown technology over time, but also through some recent acquisitions. And um, yeah, we're, we're a major player in, in broadband access technology. And in fact, for Ireland, massive exciting times now because you've got the National Broadband Plan yeah. starting to roll out, hopefully, during 2018. Yeah. I know there's a few decisions still to be sorted out. But yeah, for Ireland, it's going to be a really exciting time in bringing broadband to all of the country. And what speeds do you think we'll see in the next five years? Well, some of the technology we've already developed uh, through Bell Labs technology and our fixed access division are showing well in excess of 300 megabits per second on, on traditional copper lines, yeah. old copper lines. And of course, when you get into fiber, when you get into cable type stuff, you can get it to much higher speeds than that. Um, a lot of it comes down to the challenge of, of ruralization. Yeah. So, you know, it's easy to deliver those kind of things in short distances and in towns and cities. Our real challenge is going to be how do we extend that out through the extension of fiber to cabinets and towns, through the extension of speeds from those cabinets to rural because yeah, Ireland, they are underserved. Yeah, because in Ireland, the big problem is just a lot of rural communities, and how can they get access to all this technology? They can, and there's a number of different uh, potential solutions to it, using fixed and uh, yeah. mobile or wireless, really. So that's one of the great things about the new capability we have as the end-to-end portfolio is we bring fixed capability and wireless capability. And as we see more and more fixed wireless convergence happening, you can get it all from one supplier uh, over our capabilities. And so I think the ability to bring high-speed access to rural parts of any country is starting to increase now. And we're starting to see new national broadband networks with rural as one of the key drivers happening all across Europe. And I guess in the long term, that will go back into your IoT devices as well. Well, yeah, clearly the thing about IoT is it's, it, it needs ubiquity, right? Yeah. You, there's no point in all of your devices working in parts of the country or parts of the geography. You need the ability to get everywhere. So part of the challenge with the IoT is make them lower power devices so they last longer on the batteries. Uh, make them lower requirement devices in terms of what they need in terms of communications and backup. Yeah. Uh, and then also, obviously, roll the network out as far as you possibly can from an access point of view to as many people as we possibly can. 100% coverage, yeah, it's ultimately possible. Yeah, and I guess also... If if you got the, your broadband devices uh, set up for that, you'd be able to have an IT device working anywhere in the country, no problem at all. Well, that's the plan. Yeah. The plan is to get decent connectivity and coverage everywhere, so because more and more people are working from... Location is no longer the restriction. Location should be ubiquitous. Okay? Yeah. 
uh, access technology should be ubiquitous, and the technology is certainly there now to enable this that. But I think the National Broadband Plan in Ireland yeah. has a very, very strong ambition, very high ambition, to actually deliver high speed to the whole of the country. Yeah, good. I'm looking at farming tech in the future. If you're going to be able to do that, because you've got a farm in the nowhere, if you can have technology, like your broadband device set up, but also the IoT, you can actually predict things like, I mean, you might say in two months' time, the, uh, what, you, what you're actually uh, doing in your farm, there could be a problem with blight or anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there used to be a joke years ago about that was called the connected cows. It's a reality now. Yeah. Connected livestock. It's why livestock need tagging, or your devices, or your, uh, your, your machinery, uh, etc. All of those things become much more secure, much more manageable if you can get proper connectivity to everybody. And also, if you can predict basically with a connected cow, you can predict basically how much milk you're going to produce over some over some few months. You can predict how much milk Ireland will have for next year, in theory. Well, I think you're getting into more specifics around specific yeah. uh, agricultural applications. Yeah. But to be honest, without the network to drive them, yeah, yeah, you, you need the network connectivity to make that happen, and that's what's coming. Yeah, and that's what you guys are delivering. You're offering everything, the IoT devices and also the network as well to go with it. Correct. The devices, the applications, the fixed and the mobile network, all those combined is what's going to make the coverage ubiquitous. And I guess also with the IoT stuff, it's going to be easier. If you get a platform they can easily develop for, it's going to be easier to do it. Well, I think IoT platforms are going to come from many people. Yeah. Okay. I think there's going to be different platforms maybe for smart cities than there are for uh, autonomous cars than there are for farming and yeah. agricultural capabilities. But they will fundamentally need, underneath all of that, proper connectivity. You can do nothing without the network. The network yeah. is king. And I guess with network you're offering, if you can say, this is a network here, you make sure it works with anything that they're going to develop, it's easy for them to do it. Yeah. I mean, the real thing is to make the network not just ubiquitous in terms of its availability, but open so that anything can work on it. Yeah, because I've, I've seen basically a lot of these IoT devices and I'm thinking, 10 years ago, IoT was something that was like Hollywood. It existed, but not ever had it, whereas now it's more commonplace. IoT is all around us all. Yeah. Okay, from the device on your arm to some of the devices we have in our home to some of the capabilities we have with the apps we have on our phones and our laptops and our devices. It's all around. It clearly yeah. is. The thing is, I think what's going to start driving it now is much more industrialized applications. Applications that will take on a large scale. So rather than the individual device on your arm yeah. to tell you your steps, you'll actually get into large scale like digital health, smart cities, autonomous cars, uh, automated machine-to-machine uh, -machine communication. Yeah. We're going to do it now on a fast scale. That's going to be the big difference. Well, for me, like 10 years ago, people didn't know what the cloud was. And now, if you get a, a, a smartphone or anything else, cloud is built into it, so you, you know it, so you know what it's doing. Same with IoT. 10 years ago, you heard of it, didn't much But now, IoT is standard in most things you're buying now. You're getting used to it. I, I think it's happening by stealth, yeah. some of it. That's yeah. what I mean, because I, mean, I remember that when, it, when I got a smartphone six years ago. iCloud was building that, and that great cloud storage is there. And he didn't, people getting used to using cloud. It was built in by stealth. And same, like last year, I went to an Idea Home show, and Harvey Norman, an Australian Irish company, were showing off some of these stuff they're selling the shows. And they had basically, you found the IoT devices all up front, you saw them. Last year, they were there, hidden away by stealth. Said, where have they gone? Oh, they're still here. But you won't know they're here because you're now getting used to it. Well, that's because I think a lot of the applications are now being written for the mass yeah. uh, development of those devices and utilization of those devices. So whereas before it was individual 
device or individual yeah. requirement to do it, I think the scale has become much, much bigger. Right, anything else you want to add? Correct. Right, that's it. Thanks very much for that. No problem. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, mate.